Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedom's Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality, sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedom's Path Recovery Society. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chinookie. We acknowledge the Satina, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Right on. Mike? Thanks for coming, man. Uh, I am going to let you just start telling your story and then I'll probably, you know, ask questions along the way. And if there's opportunity, we can make fun of ourselves. And yeah, <laughs> thanks for coming, Mike. Uh, yeah, no problem. Um, you might have to guide me in some spots. It's but, all good, uh... man. Yeah, you start, <laughs> you start off where, wherever you want, but like given, given us the, the real deal, like what happened, you know, what it was like, what happened and what it's like now, I guess. It's not a bad way to go. We can't lose that way. So. No, exactly. Yeah, I uh, I'm a firm believer in being absolutely real mm. in in all my affairs, uh, especially when I you know like when I'm in a meeting and I'm sharing, that's what comes out. You know mm. how I'm how I'm applying recovery to my life and and what works and what obviously doesn't. You know, mm. um, yeah. So, um, I guess. Experience, strength, and hope, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Start off as uh, when I was a kid, you know, I'm I'm, uh, oldest of four and a half, but the half came later. Mm. He's a great guy. I love, I love him. He's a good, good brother. Um, They're all, they're all, all my siblings are excellent. Um, I was, I grew up um, in a pretty abusive um, as a, in a pretty in a pretty bu- abusive childhood, mm-hmm. um, if, if my brothers or my sister or you know my siblings um, did something wrong, generally I took the brunt of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the example for a lot of years, and uh, um, that sucked. <laughs> no doubt. Um, but it made me pretty strong. I, I believe. Um, my dad was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and um, I was born in Calgary. I was born, I was the third baby born. I believe it was the third baby born on January 1st. Oh, wow. In You're Calgary. January 1. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. It's a kind of a crappy birthday. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't think of it like that, but yeah, I could yeah, see it. It's a really crappy birthday to have. Um yeah, so I I remember, um, I remember when I first tried to suppress what I was feeling mm. and what I was going through. Um, 
Sorry, I I jumped a big. You can go anyhow, however you want, man. All right. Um, I grew up in Calgary till I was about seven or eight. I don't mm-hmm. quite remember exactly when. And uh, I remember us moving, me and my mom moving like upwards of the teens. Mm-hmm. Um, 16 is what I remember, 16, 17 times um, to get away from my dad. Mm-hmm. And then they would get back together. And it was just a really toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember looking out over my sister uh, at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to apologize too. I'm a pretty emotional guy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you don't have to apologize for being <laughs> emotional, man. So there's gonna, there'll be tears for sure. Um, mm-hmm. That's <laughs> I, okay. Uh, I don't know. That's what the room's done has done for me. You know, the, mm-hmm. that's what Twelve Steps have taught me is that uh, to be open and and, yeah. and so yeah. It's all good. Anyways. And then we moved uh, upward up to Edmonton area and uh, spent a good deal of time there. Um, that's what I remember the most. Um, it was about eight years old. I remember uh, going into the top shelf and grabbing those, you know, those chocolates that are filled with alcohol. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I ate the whole pack. Wow. But I never... Like, nothing happened, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but th- that was, like, my first um, memory of trying to suppress feelings that mm. I didn't want to feel anymore, you know. Um, um, we, uh, we, all us kids went to a babysitter that was very Christian, and they pushed that on us quite a mm. bit. And you know what? Like, we're, we're kids, and we're, we're like, we're... Uh, taking this information and it's all new stuff to us and we're, you know, we're, we're soaking it up, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember bringing home a videotape that they had given me to watch at home and uh, my dad saw it and my dad like freaked out. Like, like religion was not allowed mm-hmm. in our house. My, I think they were, he grew up a Catholic, Roman Catholic, I believe. And, uh, and like, so I was against it, but like, I knew of this new thing, God, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I was quite the athlete, um, all like all my life, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love sports, and I was a very fast runner, very, very fast. And for my age, like, I played soccer mm-hmm. and uh, I loved it, I loved soccer so much. Um, and it was like, I would I was fast so I burned past the the kids and and be able to score a lot of goals. And I remember one one day the first time that I cursed God a lot and uh uh that it rain it was raining so my game was going to get canceled and I freaked out and and I called God every name in the in the book. Um that was like my first like first moment where I where it was like I like I, I had a like a big thing against him mm-hmm. um, my parents split again and uh, we moved uh, further out we actually moved out to uh, Alberta Beach I think or actually you know what I don't even remember I know like we would move to Alberta Beach and that was like a big chunk of my life Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where like a lot of bad things happened I met the I met 
got uh, kids that were my age and and we uh, that that's when I started using uh, where I started smoking marijuana and uh, and a lot of it and it was allowed mm -hmm. uh, we were allowed to do it at my friend's house his mom was okay as long as she was around to watch us and uh, so it was okay to do that mm -hmm. stuff and I, I learned at a young age at 11 years old going to school like um, I was a badass, you know, and still a really good athlete back then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's amazing what you can get away with with youth, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> um, I showed up at that school, uh, and they're like, like, do you have any talents or whatever? I was like, yeah, I'm a fast runner. And they're like, they're like, you're not as fast as this guy. I'm like, I bet you I am. <laughs> mm -hmm. And... Uh, um, I be I became I I was quite a bit faster, and uh, so I became became a track star basically at that point, and um, I was known for that for a long time. You know, um, I never really got into any hard drugs or anything like that. It was always just marijuana mm -hmm. or drinking and having like huge parties at my place mm -hmm. um, when my parents were gone. <laughs> um, but I was like. I was a very angry, like, I was, I had a temper, like, no tomorrow, mm. and, uh, but I had a lot of love for a lot of people, but, like, when my brothers or sister, like, kicked me off, it was bad, like, it was a lot of holes in the walls, mm. you know, while a lot of posters on the walls mm. covering holes, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, like, uh, I, I just, I didn't care about anything outside of like what I was feeling you know and um, I think that's how it would go and I remember I skipped school for for a little over a month I would get up and uh, I'd get ready and I'd leave with my with, with my siblings but then I would climb climb back in the house and and mm -hmm. like not go to school and uh, they would call, the school would call, i answer, and I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm sick still, you know. They're like, oh, it must be bad. Mm -hmm. And I got away with it for a long time. And uh, then I got in trouble. They, I got caught by my, by my principal and my mom. And, uh, you know, got home, my mom grounded me for a week, and I, and I was able to manipulate and do the dishes for one night, and I was good. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a very, uh, such a weird area of my life. Cause like my mom would be, my mom would go from, I don't know, like my mom had a lot of troubles too, like mentally and stuff like that. And, um, trying to figure out where I'm going with that. A lot of violence, mm. a lot of violence, and, and uh, were you witness to it or victim like, of it or um, both? I wasn't always witness to it, but I was—I uh, definitely could hear it. Mm. Lots um, of witness for sure. I guess that's a witness, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and Sadly, I, and I, you know, like I was more protect. Like I would—I I was the protector of mm. my brothers and sisters. I basically raised them a lot of the time. You know, there was times where I, I was left, we were all left in the house for days when mm -hmm. my mom would go with my dad, you know, on a trip. <laughs> and I, I was like watching him when I was like nine, 10 years old, you know, mm -hmm. and 
Um, so I protected them and I raised them and I gave them shit when they, oh, sorry for swearing. You can swear, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> we would have been canceled a long time ago if that was a problem. <laughs> was I swearing a lot? Yep. I tend to swear no. a lot. <laughs> I, mean, I mean with me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so most of my life, that's what I remember mm. uh, as, a, as, a, as a kid. Um, we, um, she left that boyfriend and I was with, I was with this girl that, uh, it was puppy love and, and I, like, I really loved this girl, you know, I felt that way, you know, I was 14, I think, and, mm. and, uh, you know, very sexually active mm. and, you know, taking things out that way and stuff and, um, my mom and, and them all moved from this place in out in Alberta Beach and I was going to school in Onaway, I think it was, and uh, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave what I had because I've, I had moved so much. I never developed any friendships, like mm -hmm. he, like best friends kind of thing. And she was my best friend and I, like, I didn't want to leave that. I didn't want to mm -hmm. leave that behind, right? So I stayed in this house and had no power no heat, no, nothing, you know, mm. and so I, and it was winter, and wow. uh, I, I, I was left there for quite some time, mm -hmm. taking care of myself, taking cold baths, mm. you know. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, I can't even believe I did That's it. That's quite an adventure for a 14-year-old, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, good on you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I did it. Like, I built fires, I had yeah. a, like a, a stove kind of thing where you build a fire and that's where you got your heat right mm -hmm. um stayed there for quite some time on my own and uh and then i moved in with um uh, with my girlfriend at that mm -hmm. time and um i had to stay in the trailer next to their house because i wasn't allowed to her on me a lot and, yeah uh, yeah a uh, lot, I, I drugged a lot back then, like the whole time, like it was like a lot of marijuana, a lot of uh, Royal Reserve <laughs> mm. was my, was my drink back then as a kid. I could handle it really well. Um, Is that whiskey? That's rye. Rye. Yeah. Imagine a 14 year old kid saying my drink is rye. Like it's fucking phenomenal how that we survived. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I remember making eggs with rye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was nuts back yeah. then. And, and I, I was allowed to get away with it. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, like, I, I, uh, yeah, I got away with so much. Mm -hmm. um, I eventually was moved to my aunt and uncle's out uh, near Drayton Valley. And that's where my whole family is, you know. Okay. That's where they grew up. And uh, um, I went to school there, and I was their track star again, you know. Like, I never got in a lot of trouble with even the schools because I was getting them trophies and stuff mm -hmm. like that, right? And, like, I remember that quite well. Um, For any non-athletes out there, athletes are treated differently in high school. Like, yeah. no question about it. Yeah, like, yeah. I would show up, like, absolutely just crowd and i'd get away with it mm. <laughs> and like i just yeah i don't know it it was really crazy yeah and uh same thing 
um, later on, or I, I, that's when I kind of got into music was back then. Mm. I, like I always loved music. My mom would yeah. like scream or scream and sing in the car while we we're driving and, you know, some share and stuff like that. Mm. Right. And this, I, I guess I'm giving my way, my age away a little bit, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, it's all good. Though. I like to think that I don't look the age that I am. You so. probably don't though. <laughs> so uh, I get away with it a little bit. Um, Yeah, that's when I, my uncle went and bought this DJ system, and uh, and I was like, "Wow, this mm-hmm. is all!" I, and I love music at full blast on anything. And uh, my uncle bought this, and and like we would go and start doing like these shows, mm-hmm. uh, mobile DJ, and uh, I loved I loved it. And we would go and do um, schools. I we did my school, and I was the helper. You know, I'd go get the CD out of the, mm-hmm. you know, the numbered CD out of the, you know, the racks and like, it was fun. And I, that's when I like really, 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 really like took on music mm-hmm. in my life. And, uh, um, I eventually moved home and we moved to the city and that's when like things got really crazy mm. for me. Um, I, uh, I I went to school at Ross Shep in Edmonton, pretty big school, high school. Met met I had really good friends, mm-hmm. really really good friends. Um, we weren't into the greatest of stuff, but mm. really good friends. My mom would let me take her car. I was 15 years old, driving around. Mm-hmm. She's like, if you if you get caught, you stole it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a uh, it was a little crazy back then. And that's when I started, you know, uh, dealing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, crazy enough, I would be dealing with for for my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she would grab stuff from wherever. I don't know. I didn't ask questions. Um, that's who I got high with on uh, cocaine for my first time. And I loved it, and it was it was so freeing, uh, you know. Like I was allowed to be me mm. and around her, and and my mom was my best friend. I loved her so much. Mm. <laughs> um, um, I was about to get into some pretty heavy stuff. Uh, it was closer to winter when I was fifteen, and um, we had been talking to foster care and the other kids were taken and, and put mm-hmm. into homes and I didn't know what was going to happen to me because generally they don't put kids into foster homes at that age mm-hmm. and uh, one day I got the call you know and and uh, off to a new home I, I was going mm-hmm. and, and I was scared um, because I didn't know what that was going to be like right mm-hmm. And uh, so they moved me out to uh, Ardrossan, a little uh, east of Sherwood Park. And uh, it was a beautiful home. And, and I like the parents that I had there were absolutely like wonderful. Mm. Like I was a 15 year old coming into this place. They gave me a chance. To, I remember them speaking to me, the foster agency, and they're like, you are a kid that deserves deserves mm-hmm. a new life, right? And uh, 
thank God, because I don't know what would have happened to me if I would have stayed on the, the, the path that I was going on. Um, I got to be a kid. You know, I, I start. I have never, I never had that life before, and mm -hmm. it was amazing. <laughs> it was a really, it was a really nice place, and their parents lived right next door, and it was on a lake, and and uh, um, I chose to go to a school out there, and I made some pretty good friends out mm -hmm. there, really good friends. And the last real, really good friends as a kid that I can remember, mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, I was still smoking, smoking marijuana. You know, drinking. We mm. drink on the weekends and go to go to school on the weekdays. Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, so it was, a, it was kind of a normal life as far as far as I knew. I Sounds like, like my high like, school. <laughs> yeah, it was it was different and mm -hmm. it was nice. And you you know they had smoking pits. Mm -hmm. You go smoking pit. I don't know if they got that anymore, but um. I was released from the foster care home. I didn't go home to my mom, but, um, oh wait, sorry, was I released? Yeah, I was released. I went and lived with my dad for a little while. I really didn't like my dad. Mm. I had this very, um, I don't, I just, I seen him as what my mom told me of him and stuff mm -hmm. and he didn't really reach out and and uh and talk to us that much but you know he had a pretty good life going still an alcoholic married another alcoholic you know and they had a kid and 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 you know like that was awesome you know like it was a good thing for my dad my dad and and and, and my half brother like mm -hmm. they just they were two peas in a pot you know for the for their for his entire life mm -hmm. um I'm trying to remember. My memory is kind of, my memory is kind of like up and down sometimes. Mm. Ever since my accident, we'll get to the accident soon. You're in good company, man. Yeah. yeah. Is Bad this, memories all is around. Is this okay? Like, is this? Oh, you're doing great. Going okay. Yeah. All right. You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> I just. Uh, uh, yeah. Nothing. To I don't want to be like lingering on too much, you know, in the no. past. You know, Going good. I don't man. know where where we are with time, but minutes. Holy crap! Um, I moved back to the foster home because, like, I, that was where I felt safest. You know, in life, I had a really, I had a good girlfriend out there, and and uh, and you know, like, I remember. Going, be able to. I was driving. You know, they got me my license and I got a car, and you know, things were pretty awesome in my life back then. At that point, you know, you know, I, I didn't drink too much. I wasn't like a, a, the crazy kid that mm -hmm. was before. I was still had a temper, but not so bad anymore. You know, and and uh, um, I ended up getting mixed up with I I. I I moved back to my dad's because they didn't want me too long there because mm. they needed other kids in there that, that needed the help mm. at the foster care place. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I moved back to my dad's and things were okay. I had kind of like hooked up with the people that I met when I was at Washup in Edmonton mm. back in where my dad kind of lived 
called a town there and, and uh, um, we always hung out. Like there was like four of us mm-hmm. and we'd all cram into my, uh, I had a two seater uh, 40XP. It kind of looked like a Ford Mustang, but mm-hmm. it was, so, but it was way cheaper and, and I thought it was super cool. It was a two seater and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I have, I have a picture of that car on my mantle or like on my, um, on my uh, shelf at home mm-hmm. to, to this day. I love that car. <laughs> yeah, we would all cram into this thing and, and we do everything together. And uh, um, I remember the night, very, very vivid. So we got home, we were all high or whatever. And we were in my room and my dad wasn't home. And my stepmom, somebody that I really, really disliked. I didn't really like her, and I let her know because I was a brutally honest kid. Mm. <laughs> and uh, um, she came in to my room and said, "Like, asked the, my friends to to get out for a moment." She kneeled in front of me <laughs> and told me my mom had passed away that night. Uh, my mom died with a needle in her arm. That was a hard one. That was, <laughs> that was a change in my life. Because um, I had been back in my old ways at night. We were, we were people you like we didn't want to really mess with a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I took that really hard. Yeah, that was a, I, I've never to this day like mourned something so heavily. Mm-hmm. I might, that might be wrong, but. But um, it was a big deal, man. It was a big deal. Yeah. It, like, I stopped going to school. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about anything for a little while because that's all I was doing. I, that's all I could think of. And uh, I remember at that point, there was a point where I just looked at God and I was like, what I thought, my 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 view of what God was at that time, and I, I was angry, but I knew that there was something that needed to change. Mm-hmm. So I made some, I made some pretty heavy promises for my life. You know, I promised to never touch hard drugs ever again. I promised that I would never, when I had a family, I was going to be meticulous in it and, and be sure of it because I would, I didn't want my kids to ever go through um, their parents being separated. Mm. I wanted, I promised to have a good home for my kids so that they could make friends and and mm-hmm. and have the things that I never had in my life. I I I promise to never hit my kids. Mm-hmm. Never hit my kids because I never wanted them to feel what I felt mm-hmm. as growing up. I promised um what else did I promise? I just I, I wanted to be someone that my brothers and my sister 
could look up to and and want to be like and mimic in their lives so that their children wouldn't have to go through what we did. Mm-hmm. And um, that all went, started like, and my whole life changed. My whole life changed at that point. I, I, I was never angry anymore. I, I think I, 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 I buried it in, inside. Mm-hmm. Anything that was um, bad, I, I buried it. And uh, my anger, my, my, uh, you know, my outlook on life. Um, I just wanted it to be positive, and I started moving that way. I did a really good job. Um, I I got a job back <laughs> in Sherwood Park. I was working at a gas station, you know, because I I already had been employed for quite some time. That's how I got my car and stuff at a Mohawk, and where I, my dad lived. And so I moved back to. Our Drawson with a friend, and I got a job at at the gas station there. And I, I was, so I was doing night shifts, and I went to school during the day. I don't know how I was doing it. I have no clue actually, but I was determined. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, like you know, life's got its hiccups, and. Um, that's when I moved out on my own. I think I was 17 when I was on my own. Okay. I, I got my own apartment somehow, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, uh, I always had a job mm-hmm. and like, I just, I started fending for myself a lot. And my, my friends were always like, they were always, they would always tell me, you know, like, um, I was their only friend that, that, you know, had these things and mm-hmm. was like, you know, had a life and was like working towards something. You know, unfortunately, I had to drop school. I, I finished at a grade eleven, and you know, like I, I was like halfway through grade twelve. Mm-hmm. I, I was quite upset when the graduation happened, and I wasn't a part of it. But you know, like I had to live my life. You know, and um, and I was always a really good worker, and I started working at this mobile DJ place, and I. I got my certificate to be a mobile DJ guy, and and I'll be and I'll go do these schools. And I remember, like, like I wasn't a bad, I'm not a bad looking guy, and I wasn't a bad looking kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like I, I just I remember like girls like always like commenting on me, like they were mm-hmm. right on the little where you put the song that you want to play. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they would be like. The guy in the white hat is the key, blah blah blah, and it's just like I remember, like I remember just soaking that in. Like mm-hmm. I loved it. Like I don't know, it came kind of gave me a life that um, I really, really enjoyed. Like mm-hmm. I loved going to do that stuff, and uh, but like drinking kind of was starting to, you know, like it was like drink till you black out kind of thing when we drank and. Um, but like it was still like a weekend thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or like certain days. Um, yeah, it had nothing to do with hard drugs for a long time. I'll tell you a quick story that's um, kind of weird, but I like I wanna, weird. <laughs> I want to tell you how I met my wife. Well, my ex-wife, but um, 
I was at uh, me and my friend. Um, I won't say his name. Um, went to the went to the bar, and it was his night to drink. Mm-hmm. And so I was the DD, and I had this sweet car. I had a nineteen ninety one Ford Mustang mm-hmm. G uh, LX five It was too much car for a guy that was twenty. Like way too much car. It got me in a lot of trouble, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but we went to Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And we're in line, and I'm like, and I'm sober, and I'm like, so and so, that see that see that girl right there? He's like, what? Which one? I'm like, that girl right there, that blonde, and can't even see her face. I'm like, I'm gonna marry that girl one day. <laughs> and uh, creepy. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. So we go in. I haven't seen her face yet, still. Yeah. And, but I know where they are. You know, like I got a good idea of who they are. And I'm like trying to trying to get the will to like go over because like I had I had nothing. I always had something in my my system to go mm. like work up courage, right? Like liquid courage. But I, this night I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went over and I, I felt like I'd. Felt like an ass, but I, I did it. I, you know, I asked her to dance, and her friends were like, "Well, because I was a short guy. I was, I was five six and a half, pretty much my whole life. I, as far as I can remember, sucked because mm-hmm. I was like short and sucked. But uh, I was able. I, she's like, you know, you know, she she danced with me, and we, you know, we were we were really really good couple for a long long like for so long. And uh, she has a wicked family, you know. These things, mm-hmm. these are the things that like came with like not being like too too crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. I started having getting a life, and you know, I got a great job working at a tire shop in 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 Sherwood Park. I ended up starting like I basically managed that place for mm-hmm. a long time, and so th- things were going awesome in my life, you know. Like like I had like I had a house brand new place you know brand new you know newer vehicle you mm-hmm. know and the you know the nice things and i like to build you know things and 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 so we we were together for quite some time and uh she got pregnant uh you know five years later mm-hmm. and uh we had a daughter when i was 25 someone i love Hmm? someone I love very very Mm -hmm. much I love them both Um, and uh, we were having a party I think before when after she was born and and like everything was just like so good in my life it's another moment that's like crisp in my head a friend came over and uh, there was you know me and me and two of my very good friends and he's like i got something i'm like i'm like oh yeah like what what's what you got he's like let's go to the garage and and it was cocaine and uh uh, i've often heard it in in a certain meeting in certain meetings um you don't become addicted in one day so right I was. I remember doing a line, ripping a line, and um, 
not that hopefully not triggering anybody, but uh, I absolutely fell in love that mm -hmm. very moment and I didn't want anything else. But um, being the man that I was and like um, my outlook on life and what mm -hmm. I wanted to, to look like and you know, every all the promises I had made, I broke a promise. Mm -hmm. And I was absolutely devastated. But I was hooked. Mm -hmm. I didn't want, I was like, you can't leave. Like when he was leaving, I was like, you can't leave without giving me more because I need more. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's what it became. It became a disease of more. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I can't, I like, I, I thought I had everybody fooled, mm -hmm. you know, I was using just in the garage, you know, but I was in the garage a lot. And I was, I was not the same person anymore, you know, like at first it was a lot of fun and it like introduced me to a whole bunch of, a whole nother side of, of drugs that I, and I like, I was sneaking out and I was doing like things that, that a good father or a good husband wouldn't normally do, you know, mm -hmm. and, but I just, I felt like I had no control. Um... We ended up, like, I ended up being able to buy this new place. I got a really good job, another really good job um, that I can't even believe I got. But um, yeah, yeah, the downfall of that, like, <laughs> I bought this, we bought this half, half million dollar house on a lake, you know, and I had the quad and the truck and, the, you know, all the, all the goodies, you know, and, you know, like. If I could go back in time, man, mm -hmm. you know. But I can't sit on that for for too long, you know. It's a good memory that I had those things, mm -hmm. and that it, you know, th that stuff is just stuff. But mm -hmm. um, like my family was there, and you know, um, we we uh, had a second child, mm -hmm. a boy. So I have a girl and a boy, and. Um, but dad was never around. He was there. <laughs> I was there. I had a double attached garage, really bad place. At about a, I think it was about a year into my use, something happened. Mm. It was like a, it was like a switch in my head, in my brain. Somebody flicked it. You know what I mean? The drugs flicked it, and all of a sudden I was a paranoid. You know, hearing things, seeing mm. things, you know, like it was, it mm. was scary. I was scared all the time, but I still couldn't stop. Mm. The drugs had a hold of me like nothing mm. I've ever ha experienced in my life. I had everything I wanted. My family was right there. A, a woman that was so good to me mm. and like so beautiful. And stuck it out. Mm. It took me sep seven years to ask her to marry me. <laughs> like, I, that's where I was with that, that one promise. Mm. Like, someone I was going to stay with for the rest of my life. Mm. You know? I don't know, it was five, year, five and a half years, whatever it was. And uh, it took me a while to ask. Mm -hmm. I think it was seven years that we got married. That's right. Um, but yeah, so I'm this withering away. You know, I, I couldn't eat. 
Um, I was like, even when I was, went to work, I was paranoid, you know, like everything just was, man, I hated it. I hated every moment of it. I was so embarrassed, so full of shame and guilt. I was just sitting there beating myself up every single moment of the day, you know, up for, for a week, you know, straight. And then I would go to bed and it'd be like a puddle just from the sweat, you know, and wake up and it's like at her again, you know, and, and it was like, I thought I I thought I was hiding it, mm -hmm. but everybody knew, you know, I was 120 pounds, you know, and, um, never, never, like, never around my friends knew, and so the cocaine, very expensive drug to use, mm -hmm. and eventually robbed us of everything, you know, lost the house, the vehicles, the, the quad, had to move move back move into to a rental again you know and mm. we we're trying i was trying so hard and i remember like i i remember going to aa my i remember my first aa meeting mm -hmm. i went there my wife uh, said here's here's something you need to go and i'm like okay and i oh sorry i wasn't allowed to say that yeah, yeah. I, oh, or i was okay for sure yeah yeah um yeah we're not affiliated that's right yeah. not affiliated but i went to this meeting Hmm. I'm sitting in my vehicle and I had this idea. I had this idea of who was in this meeting, what kind of thing it was. I had no clue. All I know is what I've heard or um, not even seen on TV because there was not much about about it. Like I did, there was no knowledge. I had, I just knew that like. It's part of why we're doing stuff like this, right? Exactly. It's because exactly. there's. Exactly. People need to know. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And this is what I hope to do for the rest of my life mm. is exactly this. Um, maybe not so much detail, but... Uh, well, not every time, because that's too no, much. exactly. <laughs> but people need to know. For sure. That this Absolutely. Is, this, is, this is how things form and things get bad and worse mm. and worse and worse. And this, I, you know, my story gets to a bad point. Mm. Um, I sat in my vehicle the whole time doing drugs. I had an idea that there was homeless people, raggedy clothes, not my kind of thing, right? I was, I was, you know, I was prim proper pretty much, you know, for the most part. I was, I was bigger, I was better, better than these people, right? Mm. And uh, that was my first AA meeting. Never even went in. Um, so I was trying to, I was, I had this idea of how I was going to quit cocaine because that's all I really ever did. That's my that was my go-to on everything. Mm. I was like, vodka. I heard vodka doesn't smell, and um, it will relieve me of my my want for my mm. my main drug. So I would, after work, I would go to the liquor store. Mm. I would down a Mickey of, of vodka and pop five halls, thinking I was covering it up. Mm. You can smell vodka. Just so everyone knows. It smells like alcohol coming out yeah, of your system, it's, right? Especially yeah. when it's coming out of your system. Yeah. It's really bad. It's not good. It's not a good way to do it. I've always um, heard people say you can't smell it. And I'm like, no, you can. Oh, yeah. I remember smelling it. Yeah. My wife would be like, are you eating drink? Yeah, for <laughs> I'm sure. Like, no. Like, I would. Because it still smells like alcohol. It might not smell like cinnamon alcohol, but it smells like fucking rubbing alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Like, like tequila. Yeah, like. What a gross thing, right? Yeah. Um, Unless you're into that sort of thing. 
it kind of worked. So now I'm hooked on liquor mm -hmm. again in my life. I needed it every day. And eventually, if I had too much, I would be like, oh, I need the other stuff. Mm. <laughs> and I would I would drive to the city to get it. And like I shouldn't have been driving. Mm. I I I I totaled I totaled two two vehicles. One was a I I rolled over like six times. I don't know how I like didn't get injured in this mm. one, but uh, I had my my seatbelt on. Thank God. The other one, uh, I flipped it a couple times too. It ended up on its side. the The first one was I landed on the roof, and I was just like it was a total write off. It was mm. bad. And then the other one, second one, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, but somehow I got away. What's that? Somehow I, I survived that and I got mm -hmm. through it and it was like, thank God. Um, That's amazing, man, how far we'll go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it, like that wasn't the end, you know? But yeah. um, the moment, the year, the, the night that like changed everything uh, was my birthday. Uh, 2011, partied way too hard, drank way too much. A lot happened that night. It was not good. I got beat up pretty bad, um, like I should have. And I don't remember a lot of it, but the stuff I do, I I hate remembering it. Mm. Um, the next day, we got home because we, we had gone to a friend's to party for the night. And like every birthday, I, I figure I have to be, I have to party, party extra hard, right? Because my birthday. Um, my wife and I got in a pretty bad argument and I blacked out. And um, I remember waking up and every, the, the kids and, what, and her and the kids were gone. I was like, what's going on? Ran outside, uh, tried to get into the truck as she was leaving. As she was backing out, I slipped underneath the truck. Or she ran me over, actually. What's weird is, like, in the pattern my legs are now. Mm. Like, it was a tire mark across exactly how they are, which is, should have been a sign. But she left, and I was like, holy crap. Like, I got thrown in the drunk tank, beat up by the cops pretty bad, and uh, couldn't go home. And uh, so I called my brother and it was like, it was a bad situation. Mm. And I'm like, I need to change. Like something needs to change. Everything I've tried, it doesn't work. Like I heard about the, the A, mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, and I was in a small town and I'm like, how do I, like, where do I go? Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> the jig is up. I want help. Mm -hmm. And I, I searched everywhere. And like it was hard back then to like to to get the info that I needed. Mm -hmm. um, I eventually found it, and on you know January third, I I, w I literally fell through the doors of a mm -hmm. literally fell through it. Uh, the guys picked me up, got me into a chair. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't a room full of people with raggedy clothes. It wasn't a room full of people that uh, just cared about themselves. It was a room full of people that had had um, had recovery in their life mm -hmm. and love and 
stuff was good for them. You know, mm-hmm. they were all looking at me with loving eyes, not judging me because mm-hmm. they knew exactly what what I. Yeah, because most of us it. fell on the doors, man. Exactly right? right. Yeah, but that was like my first time going in, and then like I just, it changed everything mm-hmm. for me. You know. I wanted recovery. I wanted to change my life. I wanted my family back because mm. that was the last thing I had left in my life that I loved, you know, and I, and I just lost it. You know, it pushed, they finally had enough, you know, and, and I didn't, I don't blame them. And I'm glad because like, I didn't want my kids to go through any more of that. Mm. You know? I don't, I didn't want anything. Like I love, I love them so much. Mm. I love them so, so much. And I just didn't want to hurt anybody anymore. So I did whatever I could. Whatever I was told. <laughs> I remember my first higher power. They say there could be anything. I'm sitting in this room and it's like, there's not much in there, right? Tables, chairs, guys, people, girls. Back coffee. Like, Great coffee, actually. <laughs> I love strong coffee. And uh, I remember looking up, and I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Don't pick a light bulb as your higher power, first higher power. That's my recommendation. I could never <laughs> understand that stuff, man. But I, <laughs> yeah. I let people find whatever they find, yeah. whatever easily, works for them. Easily smashed and easily turned off. Yeah. Um, but that's for me. I think the light bulb is supposed to be metaphoric, but people take it literally. Yeah. And then it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I started my journey. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't clean all the time and so forth, but mm-hmm. but I, I was I would get like stints, right? Like, yep. um, that was way better than it had ever been mm-hmm. in my life. Right? <laughs> I was gonna say I was it was scared. probably more than you ever had. Yeah, like yeah. I was getting days. I'm like, how yeah. the hell? doing this you know i'll just keep on going to the meeting you know yeah. <laughs> and uh work was putting up with me and it's they a good were, fucking model man just yeah. keep on going to the meeting exactly i wanted that chip you know i want that chip yep <laughs> um my my there was a point where i was getting bad again like my sponsor's like you need to go to you need to go to detox man <laughs> i'm like i'm like okay what's this detox thing right mm-hmm. and uh um i remember the I, I had to sober up for two days before going in. That's what I was told. Anyway, it's detox. That's weird. A, yeah, it was ADAC. You know what I'm saying? I'm ADAC like, is weird. I I don't know. I they don't were remember. weird as that's fuck. That's what I remember, right? Yeah. My that's what my sponsor told me. That's what I. Did. You did what you were told. Yeah. Um. That the morning that I was supposed to go to detox is the morning that I had my first seizure coming off alcohol, and it was bad. I had separated my shoulder. I was halfway on the couch, halfway on the floor, because I had been up and you know packing, getting ready, and and then I remember waking up halfway on the couch and halfway on the floor. I had you know really sore, really bad. Mm-hmm. Is it good? Is it okay if we go over now? Yeah, of okay. course. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just I hope I'm not boring people with you know. No, you're not. I don't think so. Stuff. I don't know. And if they're bored out there, man, like they need to get a life. Yeah. This is not boring. Because it's just about to get good, people. Yeah. It's about to get good. <laughs> about to it's get been good, good man. Uh, it's, it's about, this is, this is the real stuff mm. coming up. So I went to, I went to detox 
they, they, they still took me. They put my arm in a sling. Mm-hmm. My, I had to drink everything through a straw because my tongue was so chewed up. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's when I kind of like got more of the desire to stay clean and mm-hmm. get sober and get my life back in, in check. And I met some really good people in there. Like that was the best, best thing that ever mm-hmm. I ever done. Um, I got into a treatment center. Can I tell you, say the name of it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, but people need to know where they can yeah. call if they you know, need help. Up in Edmonton, it's Henwood. I went Henwood? to Henwood. Yeah, right on. I, I was like... And that's up near Edmonton. That's up near right Edmonton. On. It's a lot like Lander down here. Okay. Um, they're very much the same, kind of. Um, anyways, I went... So I went, I ended up going to Henwood. Mm-hmm. Doing the, it's a 20, It was a 28-day stint. And I was like, I'm in there. I... I actually had my second seizure when I was in there. It was a mm-hmm. seven, it was 17 days after I had quit, stopped drinking, which was weird because mm-hmm. they're all like, no, that doesn't happen. Right. Depends yeah. on what the seizure is about. Right. Yeah. It happened. And yeah. Uh, it was bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like a reboot. I remember the reboot. I remember everything about that except for having the seizure. Right. But, yeah. Um, um, I went through this, I went through this treatment program, mm-hmm. and when I got out, I thought I had everything licked. I th- I was like, I'm cured, I'm good. Like mm-hmm. I haven't had a drink or a drug in this long. Like I don't like I I got all this knowledge now. Mm-hmm. Like life is back to normal, you know. And I got home, you know. I I waited a day, and then I called my wife on day two. And I called my wife and I said, "When are you coming home?" We're not coming. What do you mean? It's like we're not ever coming home. And I did not take that very well. Mm-hmm. Didn't take it very well. That hurt a lot. A lot of pain in that. For sure. In that. And I kinda like I kinda blacked out right away from that. Um, I do remember hitting this the liquor store. And in my town, like it's you like there's a like how they built it was weird. The whole section that I had been living in, in this basement suite, like in order to get into town, you'd have to go a long ways around uh, to get into town. Like it would take an hour at least. But there's a, there was a shortcut. Everybody, a lot of people took it. Like there was stairs cut into the into the side of the hill, and so you cross the tracks and you go. And you're in town, like it's real, really, really easy. Mm. And uh, uh, I remember uh, buying a bottle, and it was it went all down in one gulp. I was blacked out, mm. completely blacked out. God, I just got like queasy remembering that shit, man. Remembering chugging whole Mickey's and shit, like. No, this was sorry a, to interrupt, man. This was a two six. Like, oh Jesus! Yeah. All in one gulp, and uh, and then I was like done. I heard rumors of what happened on the walkway home mm. i got in a fight with some people i don't know i don't remember mm. <laughs> obviously um well you give me a bottle of any of that shit i'm fighting everybody yeah i'm, I'm not usually a fighter no okay yeah i just cause shit yeah um i i tripped on the tracks mm. going home and uh, i knocked myself out I, hit my head off of one of the, the rails mm-hmm. 
and the cops had been called about me already, mm-hmm. the RCMP, but they were way down where you would have to go around if you were mm-hmm. being the long way. There's no way they were getting to me. And uh, I don't know what I was trying to do in that moment. I've never tried to, kill, to take my mm-hmm. own life, but I, I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. All I know is that I tripped, knocked, my, knocked myself out, and I was blacked out. And uh, seven days later, I woke up uh, in a hospital bed with my family all around me. And I was like, what the heck is going on here? Mm. And they're like, Mike, you lost your legs. Jesus, man. And I was like, what? I was like, no, I didn't. I can feel them. Yeah. They're like, no, you need to reach down and and feel it that way. I can't even imagine that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So I reached down and, yeah, they were gone. I had lost my legs both above the knee, bilateral above the knee and amputee. And I remember the moment because I shut my eyes and, and my whole life flashed before my before mm-hmm. me in like 30 seconds. And I was like, I was devastated. I was this pro athlete going like mm-hmm. I I was like I love I love dancing. I mm-hmm. love having my feet rubbed. I love like like I would make my kids sit <laughs> sit at the end of the couch and, and tickle my feet for mm-hmm. forever. I loved my feet. Loved them. I loved everything I could do with them. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's like that's like getting robbed of everything in your life, right? Mm-hmm. No shit, man. Yeah, and that's not easy for for a guy with above the knee because like your knees control everything, your stability, or you know, like I wish I just had one knee because I probably would walk it mm-hmm. more. But um, I have two. I have. Well, three prosthetic legs, three mm-hmm. sets of prosthetic legs. Yeah. Uh, I was like, wait, wait a minute. I don't know math, but you got three legs? Yeah, I've got three sets. This story gets better <laughs> and better, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I had so much determination. I just, yeah. I was like, I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting in my way. I'm going to, I'm going to walk. I'm mm-hmm. going to like, I'm going to show the world. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got up and man, they had like, I, I was up and walking quite quickly but i had bars you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah but still to be up and walking dude. like the the energy that it takes for someone like me to just stand so this is what i was told for the normal person to stand mm-hmm. takes about 20 percent of their energy mm-hmm. for me it was like 200 percent of my energy yeah so i get a pretty darn good workout when i'm doing that stuff and I didn't care. And I was up. And I got videos of me walking with canes. Like, I had so much determination. I was young, though. You know, I was younger. Oh, I, had, I get it. I had more, like, I had still, more uppity up, right? More uppity up. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. So a whole new journey began. Yeah. whole new journey. Living with... Living with that has been the hardest thing I've ever had to like mm. adjust to and accustom- like make part of my life. Mm. Because 
for so long I was I would I'd be able to get up out of my bed and stand up mm-hmm. stretch you know whatever and uh, that was taken away and uh, behind all that determination all that hard work that I was putting in was a very sad man mm-hmm. a very sad man I remember when my wife, I was trying to still get things back with my wife, and it was kind of looking good for a bit, and then not. And, and then she, like, she explained it really easy for me. You know, this woman I loved so much. Like, I just, to this day, I, I still love her very much. You know, she says, she, when, I, when I talk to her, she, like, she's, she's very understanding. Was such a wonderful woman, and I'm like that with pretty much all my exes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're still all good friends, you know. Like, <laughs> anyways, um, right on. I'm trying to figure out what I want to say. I wrote some notes. <laughs> Never a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Well, she. Uh, I, I know where I was going. She explained to me something that I could understand quite well when I was like, I love you. You know, like I love you. I want I want you guys back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she explained it as simple. Very simple. My easy mind was convinced and and, and uh, I wanted the best for her from that day on. She said, I, I love you, Mike, but I'm not in love with you anymore. She 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 gone through a whirlwind of of a person that mm-hmm. um, she did not meet, you know? Yeah. And uh, I felt, re- even though, like, I, I still, like, was able to put food on the table mm-hmm. and all these things, I was not someone that I wanted to be either. Mm-hmm. I would not want to be around me either, you know? Like, and to, to say that, it was really easy for me to to get grasp that concept. Mm-hmm. Really easy. Well, sometimes we just know, man. Right? Well, sometimes I was like know. fighting that. <laughs> I've sure. fought that for a long time. For like, sure. But this like that little, that little statement was mm-hmm. easy for me to comprehend. And at that moment, she became my, one of my best friends mm-hmm. and I wished the best for her and she moved on. Mm-hmm. She was someone that I respect very much and uh they 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 take care of the kids and like they, i just i'm so happy right on. happy for her she's she's a she's a stand-up girl um, um okay so my life got my life is so i'd get some clean time Mm-hmm. I was in the rooms. I was doing the day, the gig. I'd go back to treatment. You know, fa- you know, I, 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 I have a lot of relapse in my life, and mm-hmm. nobody has to have that relapse. I hope my story will mm-hmm. um, prevent that, because you don't have to have that relapse if you if you give it your all, put everything into it if you want it. Keep, if you want what's in your life, mm-hmm. or you want the best in your life, then you got to work for it. Um, I, uh, I, I had made a pact from with myself and it's, it's a 
silly pact, but I like I thought I was ugly. I thought I was like people the way that people looked at me all the time, you know, on the bus, people would stare and like I was like really like um very self-conscious about it. Like I uh, like I hated it. Hated it. They I had to move out and and like I like alcohol man and and the drugs mm-hmm. like it was all part of my life and i just didn't care at points and then i would care and then i wouldn't care and black out for a month and come back and like i i did a lot of damage mm-hmm. ton of damage still and you know i but i i had i had a head full of recovery and i so i hated every moment that i was using mm-hmm. and I, I was loving every moment that i wasn't you know because people were like People looked up to me. I was like mm-hmm. some kind of inspiration to these people. And they would tell me that all the time, over and over and over again. But I did not feel like that inside. I did not feel like that. People seen that, but I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was the ugly duckling. You know, I went from being somebody to what I felt was nuts, nobody. Too much stuff in the way, right? Yeah. To be able to see clearly. Exactly, and it was always that way, and it's been that way for a long time. Mm-hmm. I tr- I I think I'm like past it sometimes, you know, and I'm moving mm-hmm. on, and my life is going great, and I'm, you know, I feel recovered, and I'm, you know, I'm bringing recovery to other people, and and telling my story. I've told mm-hmm. my story so many places, you know, and 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 the places I don't even remember doing it, mm-hmm. and and I've had people come up to me years <laughs> later, clean still. And tell me, I, I saved their life. Yeah, man. I that believe is that a feeling that you cannot describe. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> like it's really pretty hard to describe that feeling, but I get it. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Man. I love it. I it's something I'm passionate about, mm. and it's not about getting that feeling. It's about this person is still alive. They, they may have. Dude, if we can turn a light on for somebody, exactly. for sure, man. Why One not? Person. Yeah. Person. Um, what we're trying to do. Just like you, right? So I stopped using hard drugs in 2013, March of 2013. I was in the hospital. I didn't have anywhere to live. Mm-hmm. They let me stay there because they didn't want me on the streets. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I had this, um, I had this goal to get into a treatment center down in Calgary because no, but no, the one thing that I've learned, um, and it's very unfortunate, is there's not many treatment centers in Alberta that support somebody like me Hmm. there's three or four that will accommodate wheelchairs that are um accessible wheelchair accessible so i heard about um, a place down here Um, i'm not sure if i should say the name i i really want to you can fresh start we talk about it on here man so people oh yeah yeah. we talk about simon house 1835 like because I don't want it to be such a secret that people buy. Yeah. Right? So like this place, man, saved my life. Mm-hmm. Fresh start. Man. Fresh start had something that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. It was 12 step based and it was it was like the people that taught this stuff to you and learned it to you went through it too you know and uh 
it took a long time to get in and and you know it, as it should there's a lot of men and, and women now actually. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of men at that time that that uh, want to get into this place mm-hmm. too right yeah it's the waiting num- list it was, is it's huge. the number one men's treatment center in canada mm-hmm. right like it's it's a crazy awesome place mm-hmm. yeah and if you get in you're fortunate because like man mm-hmm. fight to get in there <laughs> call every day that's all i can say um because it's worth it mm-hmm. i've seen it work magic in a lot of men's lives but addiction is addiction mm-hmm. right? yeah I've seen it take like I've seen addiction take a lot, man. Like so many, I couldn't tell you the number. People mm-hmm. that I consider brothers, because I stayed in there for a long. They're like, Mike, mm-hmm. you can live here as long as you want. You know, like because I didn't have a lot of options, yeah. and it was like my safe place. You know, so I went there in 2014, and best decision I ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could clean. be in a lot worse places. Oh yeah. Stay, stay clean for the longest time I've ever stayed clean. I think it was like ten months at that time, and right I was on. like, I was like, okay, I'm good, you know. Like I, I got a, you know, I've got recovery in my life really well. I, I, I've rehearsed it well, and I've gone to a lot of meetings, and life was going great. And I, so I moved back home to Edmonton. Really bad idea. Two days later, you know, I was like right back at it, and it was just, I was so ashamed. Um. To move forward, I've been to Fresh Art a few times. Um, I've lived there. I've had some like awesome recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calgary is my home now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, uh, I, I, <laughs> awesome story. I remember when I was in the Glen Rose up in Edmonton, and my accident just happened. I remember watching sledge hockey, Team Canada sledge hockey. I was like, what? Mm. What is this? I remember seeing it in the TV. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to, I fucking do that one day, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. And uh, but but it was like, I, I didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, great club up there, Edmonton Impact, and then there's another uh, another one as well. Um, and I, it's just escaping my name. If anybody is looking to do that kind of thing mm-hmm. even normal people can do it yeah i love that sport i got when i came down to calgary i got into it in 2015 i i, I just was my i had wrecked my wheelchair i had mm-hmm. a b category wheelchair one that folded up and stuff i broke it so bad he the the guy there said that he's never seen anything like it mm-hmm. i'm hard on my chair i hop out at buses i hop onto buses i like mm-hmm. do i do it all right i'm i'm not a i'm not easy on stuff i like i move around like nobody's business mm-hmm. i can walk on my stumps you know i like I, i'm a pretty active guy i'm in pretty pretty good shape i got mm-hmm. a belly that i don't really appreciate right now but it will go away in time i pray anyways um When I'm doing good, mm-hmm. I am like, I'm on top of the world. Nothing's going to stop me. Um, I will do whatever it takes to do whatever makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. 2015, found Sledge Hockey. The, the guy that mm-hmm. at the wheelchair place was part of that team. Got into a sled. And it's like, this is a cool sport. Mm-hmm. Um, like took to it really fast. Team Alberta was being formed again. It had been something before, but 
Team Alberta was being formed again and they were making it a national team thing again. And uh, I made Team Alberta the first year. Right on. I, I love to hit. Mm-hmm. I'm a hit. I'm an enforcer. I love hitting and I hit hard. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's no joke. I love when I get hit, when I hit somebody, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are guys that have hit me pretty hard. Um, yeah, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I won a national championship that year. I was part of a team right that won on. a national championship. Congrats, man. Yeah, man. It was awesome. No like, doubt. What kind of feeling it would make somebody feel better than that? Mm-hmm. You know? like, uh, team Canada was looking at me, but they were making a huge change in, in all their roster and stuff. And like they were going young. So I, I'm kind of an old guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not as old as I lead lead on but, but i'm i'd like to just yeah anyways um i ended up winning another championship with them i wasn't like i didn't i was part of the team the whole way i just wasn't i was i never went to um wherever they went to quebec i think that year i didn't go to quebec some somebody got my spot but i was part of the team like so I've I've got two national championships. Right on, man. Yeah, something that I never thought I would ever have. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't think I was going to be anything. Yeah, I thought I was just going to be the guy that's like, might as well just be drunk all the time, you know, mm-hmm. all, uh, sitting on the side of. I thought I honestly I thought I was going to be dead. I didn't think I was going to make it real. Mm-hmm. Recovery has. Let me put it this way. Sorry. Change it up. The 12 steps. Um, not necessarily with just a. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm part of. There's I'm lots of fellowships. Of, I'm part of a few fellowships. Yeah. You know, and uh, I have such a huge support system mm-hmm. in my life. The part of me is, is I got to choose to tap into that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's hard for me. The person I am, I'm so headstrong or headstrong. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I can do everything. So I'll do it myself. You know, mm-hmm. I, like I don't ask for help. <laughs> mm-hmm. For me to ask for help would be for me to like, you know, call someone to put a light bulb in my ceiling. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll put like a box on top of my wheelchair. I'll put a, a box on top of that, and I'll I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's the person I am, and I gotta stop that mentality because you can't do this alone. No, I can't yeah. do this alone, and that's that's what I trip on. Mm-hmm. I also mm, I none of us can do this alone. No, that's that's my that's point. the thing. Yeah, nobody can do this. Alone. I've I've done none of this alone. At no life, point in time have I been by myself. Life happens, and, yeah. and like there's struggles, man. People. You need you need to mm-hmm. go in that, and that's what that's what the twelve steps and the rooms and and, and it's what recovery and is all about. Recovery is all about, man. Yeah. Like they, I like I mesh with so many people, mm-hmm. and I talk to them. And I'm able to talk when I'm talking recovery, man. I love it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it because I'm passionate about it mm-hmm. because I know it works if you work it, mm-hmm. but you have to work it. You got for me, like uh, what I'm. What I'm heavily realizing, and I, I've always known, but I, what I'm heavily realizing is bringing my higher power into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and counting on that, you know, because mm-hmm. my higher power is going to give me <laughs> is going to give me that strike of power that I need or that that feeling you get inside where mm-hmm. it's like okay. I'm not doing so good. I need to pick up the phone mm-hmm. um, or talk to my sponsor or whatever. Right? And mm-hmm. the importance is absolutely just, I, I'm a hard learner. I've been doing this for so long. Mm-hmm. Sorry. We're at lots of time. Right? Yeah. I got to wrap this up. Sorry. It's all good, man. <laughs> it's all good, man. I just, I get, I get like, I, I'm, I spend a lot of time on the old, like the old stuff, because that's what led me to into mm-hmm. into addiction, right? And I like I am a heavy addict. Well, and your I, journey is your journey, man. Yeah, exactly. And when I'm totally. when, like when I pick up a bottle, man, it's Darcy good. probably just left a fart, man. He probably <laughs> he probably didn't leave for any other reason. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, yeah. See, I have a I have a problem. With reaching out, and I here's something that I wrote down right before I left to come here. Um, I have a heart of gold, that I know absolutely. Mm. I do. I, I wear my I wear my heart on my sleeve mm. every moment I can. Um, the last thing I ever want is to hurt anyone. Mm. Unfortunately, I tell myself I'm a piece of shit. Because that's my disease mm-hmm. coming in at, in everything, you know, and that's me looking at my my body and and being ashamed mm-hmm. of who I am because I I for some reason I think um, the loss of my legs is something that directly like makes me dark garbage in the mm-hmm. in a part of my mind, right? Um, yeah, that'd be really hard, man. So I, I tell myself I'm a piece of shit. You're not, though, dude. When I'm doing really good, mm-hmm. I tell myself I'm a piece of shit. And that's just wrong, man, because mm-hmm. I am not. No, you're not. I am the farthest thing from a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But I, when I do that, I end up hurting the people I love. Mm-hmm. I end up hurting people I don't even know. I end up hurting me. Everybody involved, man. Exactly. Mm -hmm. By just thinking something because of an accident Mm -hmm. that I have no control of. But I am learning that I am loved and I am a super wicked awesome person. I have Mm -hmm. a super awesome wicked soul is what I wrote. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) That so many people look up to because I am real. I am Mm -hmm. a real deal. I have... Survived the worst and accomplished so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as I put the work in, mm-hmm. I know that like life, life is grand. Mm-hmm. Man, there was a point where I had, I had uh, eighteen months. I I worked at the treatment center I went to. I had another full time job. I was uh, chairing a fellowship that was. Um, did so well and was like kind of going downwards spiral. I just wanted to keep that, that fellowship mm-hmm. around. Um, so I took on a lot of positions for that. Actually all of them mm-hmm. for a while, <laughs> but, and there was That's times where only one person would show up, mm-hmm. but 
that one person needed a meeting and it was there. Mm-hmm. Wherever was, two or more was, gathered, man. Yeah, man. I was just, I was so mm-hmm. happy with that. You know, it's such a cool feeling. Yeah. And, uh, and then there was times where it would fill up to 80 people. Mm-hmm. And there was a time where I, you know, like I, I don't know. I just, uh, I prayed. I remember praying somebody, uh, God, <laughs> please send some people to this business meeting. Cause I've, I've had a lot, I've had a lot. Of mm-hmm. <laughs> and that night, like, believe it or not, like a whole crew came in mm-hmm. and it's the crew that is still in that meeting today. Right and like, that's from 2018, 2019, right? Right on. Yeah. And it's thriving. It's doing well. And like, I don't, I don't have specified stuff. Like I love mm-hmm. that, that, that particular fellowship, but I, I go to a mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've done the steps in both ways. Yeah, and, and and another way, right? And like, because everybody's got their way, mm-hmm. and uh, but the steps are the steps. I put it in order, and mm-hmm. sometimes I forget that, and I want to jump, and like mm-hmm. that's where the meeting I've been going to for the last couple of weeks here that comes into play, like heavy in my life because I want to jump forward, and I want to like speak my piece to mm-hmm. maybe certain people or 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 situations, right? And like and and I gotta realize like, hey man, Mike, you need to work on you, dude. Give yourself a chance, man. Exactly. Yeah. Man. Like, you can always say that shit later, whatever it is, right? Yeah, that stuff's gonna come when yeah. it needs to, you know. And and God has had like His way of telling me that, and right it's on. it's crazy, man. Like God or higher power, whatever you want to do or mm-hmm. say it or whatever. My 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 higher power is something I just cannot explain. It's, it's it's come so far in the last 11 years you know and, and, we've heard uh, some pretty good explanations of higher powers from large organizations and they seem to be full of shit so yeah man, i think like, it's better to not know what we're dealing exactly with. why like yeah if it's if you choose to have a religious higher power that's yeah, your choice totally like nobody nobody can change that for oh, you, right? it's and, a powerful thing yeah and or it could be the universe it could be the sun mm. you know like a lot of people a lot of like there's so many different things yeah could be nothing at all man could be nothing nothing at all if that works for you do that power of of, uh positivity Uh, like that's a good one you know like love love or whatever you know like Mm -hmm. whatever works for you find it you know that's all i can say for me that's you know uh, that's important and trying to bring my my friends my family my Sports into my life mm-hmm. is is a huge thing. Like I talked to a really good friend. She's she's an awesome person. I, I was like, right before I came here because I was nervous mm. and uh, a little nervous. And she's like, Mike, you'll be fine. And you uh, rocked it, dude. I I hope so. You did. I hope so. killed it, bro. Go to a meeting. All right, boys, girls. Ladies, gentlemen, grandmas, papas, let's go on. When the stars line up and you catch a good break, People think you're lucky Cause you're no disgrace 
It can happen so fast Or a little bit late Timing is everything You know I've had close calls When it could have been me I was young when I learned just how fragile life can be I lost friends of mine I guess it wasn't my time And timing is everything And I could have been a child that God took home and I would have been one more unfinished song And when it seems to rhyme it's hard to find That's when one comes along Just in time I remember that day When our eyes first met you ran into the building to get out of the ring Cause you were soaking wet And as I held the door You wanted to know my name And timing is everything And I could have been another man in And you never my path that day And when it seems true love is hard to find That's when love comes along Just in time You can call it fate Or destiny Sometimes it really seems like it's a mystery Cause you can be hurt by love Or healed by the same Timing is everything It can happen so fast Or a little bit late Timing is everything